Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. As always, I'm so excited to be back here with you this week to talk about attachment styles and getting to secure. This is my favorite topic. And what's going on this week? I just want to give a shout out to the dismissive avoidance out there because I know how hard it is to have this attachment style. And I know that you are working on yourself and that you're doing the very best that you can. And if you are online and if you're in the forums, you might have seen some negative talk about how quote unquote toxic this attachment style is. They just love bomb and then they leave you and they ghost you. And I just want to give you so, 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 so much love because, man, this attachment style is hard enough as it is. You don't need other people telling you how awful you're making their life. Like, yeah, it's, I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that. And I know how hard it is to show up and to be seen and to be vulnerable. And so I just say that because I want you to feel supported because you are, and it's hard. That's my little intro this week. I know it might seem out of left field, but (laughs) I've had some calls scheduled this week with dismissive avoidance that weren't able to show up for themselves. And I want to be able to show up for you when you aren't able to. That's really how I feel. So that is why I say it. And here we are. Okay. So this week's episode, I actually have a question that I received recently in a forum about attachment style. And so I'm going to read it here and I'm going to break down my answer. And it is about how to deal with distrust in a relationship. And this is such important work to do, especially if you run insecure, especially if you are anxious, preoccupied, or fearful, avoidant, and you deal with hypervigilance or some people-pleasing tendencies, this is so important for you. Okay, so here's the question. My DA partner has a longtime habit of lying as a defense mechanism. He knows this and is working on it, but it's something he's done since childhood, and he still sometimes slips up. I don't know how to simultaneously support his efforts to change while also protecting myself because the lying is very hurtful and triggering to me based on past experience. Is there any way to hold him accountable and still be supportive of his efforts to change? I don't want him to feel more terrible about the lying than he already punishes himself for. But at the same time, I feel like I deserve honesty. And as I deserve more efforts from him to rebuild trust. Oh my gosh. Let's have a moment for this beautiful person that is being so vulnerable and sharing and is interested in healing and wanting to be supportive to their partner. This is really a beautiful thing. So first, I just want to break down what is happening for the dismissive avoidant in the situation. So this particular dismissive avoidant clearly picked up a childhood pattern that when he's feeling defensive or if he's on the attack, that he's going to lie. And maybe that's because he needed to lie in order to make the situation safe, or he needed to lie in order to get approval from his caregivers. Obviously, he's here. We don't know. This is all conjecture. But the reason why he created this habit 
was to keep himself safe growing up. So I just want to honor that first. And we don't want to be permissive about behavior, but we do want to be compassionate about this behavior. So we're not judging him for this behavior. This is like a very totally normal DA strategy to get and receive love, especially when they were growing up in such an insecure household. So that is the, his motivation behind using these strategies. What I want to get in here into here is tools for this partner to use that will help them figure out how to deal with the beliefs and stories and triggers that are coming up and also how to be supportive of this habit. So it's a tough one. So I just want to honor that first. Okay. So the very, very, very first thing is to understand what meaning are you giving to the lying? What comes up for you when it is triggering? And the reason that I say this is because the belief that you have, the first thing that comes up, the first belief that you have is going to give you so much valuable information on where you are showing up insecurely and where you need to do the work. So if the, let's say the wound around this is that when you are lied to, you feel disrespected. And when you feel disrespected, you feel shame and unimportant and you really need this partner to make you feel those ways. So by first separating out what meaning you're giving to this, this is going to give you the clue to not only how you're feeling, which is so important, you got to feel your feelings all the time. We can't brush past them. We can't rush them. We can't rush to the finish line and not feel the feelings. It's so important to slow down, say to yourself, okay, the meaning behind me giving this is that I am disrespected. And when I am disrespected, I feel fill in the blank. This is how I reprogram all triggering experiences in my world. When I feel disrespected, then I feel shame. I feel not good enough. I feel unimportant. The list goes on and on. Just think about, connect with what that feeling is. And then Another thing that once you figure out the meaning behind it and the the feeling that is coming up, what I want you to do is question whether or not that's actually true. So is it true that your partner doesn't respect you? And can you think of three specific recent experiences where they respected you? And when you think of those three recent experiences, what I want you to do is really dig into the feeling experience of being respected by your partner. And the reason that we're doing this, this is the secure work. Because when we have an insecure attachment style, our beliefs have, we have so many stories. We're making up all these stories all the time and we're always making ourselves the center of the belief. We're like, oh, they don't think I'm good enough. So they're not hiring me for this job. Oh, they don't respect me. So they think it's totally fine to lie to me. They think they could just totally get away with that. And what's happening is in these stories, if you're listening at the core is I'm making myself the center of the story. When we have 
insecure attachment style. We're just like, (laughs) it's the Taylor Swift song. It's like, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. But really what's happening is this poor DA partner is struggling to feel approval or connection to you, whatever it may be. Everyone's different. You want to ask them about it. He's struggling with his connection to you. And so he's using this old program to smooth everything over and make it seem like everything's fine. It has nothing to do with you. It could not be further away from being about you than anything. (laughs) I know sometimes that's hard to hear. (laughs) So, okay. Well then once you understand like, okay, I am respected. I have been respected recently by my partner. Then I want you to figure out what your need is in this situation. And it sounds to me like your need is to have some sort of connection with him that you feel like you can trust him. So figuring out like, how can you get that need met for trust in an easy way? And it doesn't have to be anything related to that actual experience, that triggering moment. It can be like, hey, what I need right now is a hug from you. Or, hey, what I need from you right now is a little bit of validation that you love me. So, hey, I love you. Do you love me? Can you say that back to me? I would really love that. Hey, I'm feeling disconnected from you. And could you just like tell me why you're in this relationship? Like, just validate me and tell me what you love about me. I know it sounds awkward and weird, but when you can just eke out a need, it's quickly telling your partner, you're quickly communicating with them in a very secure way, how they can love you and how they can help you in that moment. And I know it's really hard. I want, I want you to understand that I understand that it's hard. And the more that you practice this, the easier it's going to get. Okay, so then once you figure out what your need is, you figure out a strategy to get the need met and hopefully they can meet it. And if they can't, I want you to not make up a story about it. I've done this so many times with my husband. I'm like, oh, I just, I need you to say this one thing to me. And he's like, I just can't do that right now. I'm like, oh, this relationship is over. No, it's not. I need to get creative about how I can meet that need for myself. So how can I connect with myself? How can I give myself approval? Usually, if my partner's unable to meet my need, that means that I need to double down. So giving myself approval looks like journaling. It looks like accepting all the thoughts that I'm having. It looks like having compassion for towards myself. Just get creative about it and practice it and see what feels good for you. See which iteration feels good for you. And now, okay, so now that you've reported where you've worked on yourself, you've worked on your story, by the end of this exercise, what should happen is when you think about the original event, it shouldn't have as much charge to it. And so now what I want you to do, and this is like A++ bonus extra credit work here. Now I want you to think about how can I show up for this person in a secure way? This is mind jujitsu. How can I not only be secure in myself, but how can I be so secure that I am showing up for my partner who is obviously insecure and be there for him when he needs it? 
Because if I can do it for him, eventually he's going to start doing it for himself. I've heard all the time, it only takes one secure person in a relationship to make it secure. And that is 100% true. So think about how can I show up for him in a way that he's getting his need met? And I'm going to give you the first clue. Everyone's different. We don't want to mind read. We want to especially if we run more anxious, we want to just be able to meet all their needs without even having to ask. But what needs to happen in this situation is you need to have an honest conversation and just say, hey, I noticed that you were lying in this conversation. And I'm just curious, like, like what happens the moment before you go into this lying mode? And sometimes saying the actual word lying mode can be really triggering. So figure out like what language can you use that will be super supportive. And especially for DAs, I would always start every single conversation saying, this is not a criticism. Hey, this is not a criticism. I want to see how I can support you more in this relationship. I noticed just now that you started lying about something. And I'm curious, what do you need from me in this situation to feel safe? Bam. Everything comes back to safety. How can I give you more safety? How can I be the generous person that is giving you the safety so that you start to expect that? And then you're going to start to give it to me without even me having to ask. It's a game changer. This is A++ extra credit homework, like I said. So maybe the first couple of steps are just figuring out what your beliefs are and how you can ask for that need to be met. And then you make this a goal to happen in maybe a month or two from now. Don't try to just jump into this one because it can be very triggering because you can feel resentful towards them. You can be like, I am already suffering so much and now I want to give you this thing and it's going to make it worse. So baby steps with all of us. All of this work is baby, baby, baby steps. But figure out what he needs. And maybe that is approval. Maybe that's connection. Maybe he needs to know that you're not going to go into judgment mode. And so whatever he asks, I want you to make a commitment to yourself to give that to him in the best way that you possibly can. This reminds me of the phrase of uh, when you're having a conversation with someone and they're like, I'm going to tell you something, but you have to promise not to judge me. (laughs) And what I love about that sentence is they're already setting you up for what they need from you in the conversation. And I cannot tell you how many times my husband has said this to me. And then he tells me the thing and I judge him. Because that's my go-to. That's my like my knee-jerk reaction is I can't believe you did that. That's, you know, an unsafe thing to do. Like, what were you thinking? But instead, and what he's asking me to do and what he deserves is that I do come to that conversation from a judgment-free place. So to help you do that is ask yourself, how can I be supportive? How can I validate his feelings? And what would I want my partner to do in this moment? That can be super helpful when you start to think about it as, wow, what what would just be super awesome right now if that's how my partner reacted? And then you are going to give that to him. And I know it's so hard to think about that right now because right now you're probably still feeling so resentful and upset about how much pain this is causing you. So that's why I say do the first exercise first. Play around with it, get creative and do that just for a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, and then move on to how can I show up securely for you? 
All right. That's all I've got for this question. I hope you enjoyed it. This is such a fun topic. I've got a few more questions from this forum that I'll be commenting on. If you are interested in working with me to heal your attachment style, I would love to work with you. I work with all attachment types, dismissive avoidant, anxious, preoccupied, fearful, avoidant, and secure to help them heal in relationships. And that is across all relationships, not just romantic, but friendships, family, work relationships. I do it all. And I would love to help you show up securely across all areas of your life so that you are being that secure person for your partner. And so that you are that secure person in your relationship that is making it a secure relationship. That is just super exciting for me. I work with people in a one-on-one weekly coaching container. I also do couples coaching. So actually what happens for that is I'll coach one of you at a time, each one at a time. And then at the end, we'll meet for 30 minutes and we'll talk about what you learned about your attachment style. It's so beautiful. It's so, oh my God. I'm like, my heart is full thinking about it. So much love and connection. If you're interested in learning how to work with me, book a discovery call. You can find me at sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N forward slash coaching. And you can book some time with me. I would love to hear from you, especially my beautiful, beautiful dismissive avoidance. Yeah, I have so much compassion for you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And I will be back here with you next week. 